When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I go to, and I got to tell you why. Number one, it's Dr. Mike O'Neill. Number two, it's the team that he has assembled, a team of pros who will do everything they can to make your dental health as good as it can be. They are wonderful at what they do. You should call them Become a patient today like I did 26 years ago, 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports. And today I want to talk about the University of Louisville and the NCAA. Then we're going to talk about the Colts, some roster moves for the Colts. But first we talk about Louisville and the NCAA. The relationship between these two entities is fractious. It's adversarial, and it shouldn't be. Here's how the NCAA and schools should do their business. Schools break a rule that has been enacted by the schools who comprise the membership of the NCAA. The NCAA's enforcement staff, they get together and they decide, hey, here's a rule that was broken and here's what we're going to do about it. Here's the consequence that needs to be levied against that school. That school says, okay, thank you very much. We appreciate you holding us accountable for the mistakes that we make as a member institution with a basketball uh, program that went a little bit rogue. That's the way it should work. The way it does work is that member institutions get their notice of allegations and they answer that notice of allegations. And they say, you know what, maybe we did this, but we didn't do all these things. And here are the legal reasons, very clever legal reasons we shouldn't be held accountable for that behavior. Then the NCAA, they've got a bunch of days to be able to respond to that answer. And then all of a sudden, nothing happens. That's what happens. And so People, fans of college basketball and college football, but primarily college basketball, what we do is we lose faith in the institution of college athletics and in our knowledge or our belief that these programs are operating in the best interest of the university, of the student athletes, of college basketball as a whole, rather than just being greedy bastards who are doing whatever they want to do in order to feather their own nest and make sure that they win and they hang banners. That's where it's gotten to. 
with college athletics and with college basketball. You've got basketball coaches like Rick Patino, all right, who employed a director of basketball operations who went to an ATM, took out a bunch of cash, and gave it to a prostitute who employs other prostitutes, and they all came to a party. And the prostitutes, they did some stripping, and then there were happy endings. All right, this according to a book written by the head hooker, Katina Powell. And then you've got Adidas, Louisville, an Adidas school, an, an Adidas rep, a street agent, and the Louisville coaching staff got together and they decided they needed Brian Bowen Jr. to come to Louisville and play basketball. So they gave him money. They gave his dad money, cash. One of the assistant coaches did, and then more cash came via the street agent and shoe guy. So Louisville got dinged because all of this nefarious activity was caught on federal wiretap because of a fraud case being built by the feds. And so uh, the NCAA gets wind of it. They utilize those wiretaps as evidence against Louisville to level one violations against the University of Louisville as it was being led by Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino dismissed at Louisville. Tom Jurich out as the AD at Louisville. Lots of people displaced at Louisville. The NCAA, because of the process its member institutions has established, goes through this plotting, rigorous kind of uh, protocol of determining guilt and then consequence as a result of the guilt. This has caused the adversarial relationship that we were discussing. It should not be adversarial. People should welcome the NCAA as a membership institution, an umbrella organization under which everybody plays fairly. But that's not the way the NCAA works, and it's not the way these schools work. It's not the way the schools work the system. Remember what happened with North Carolina. North Carolina, in their academic fraud case, the NCAA got very upset, and rightfully so, but a lot of lawyers with uh, University of North Carolina JDs they got together and they put together a really clever defense against the NCAA's allegations. And that defense was, it's none of your damn business what we do academically. This isn't an athletic issue. It is an academic issue. The majority of the students who were enrolled in these shadow classes, the majority of them were not athletes. So if, like, the Board of Oversight for Academia, if they want to yell at us, that's fine, but not you people. The NCAA doesn't have the right to do it because this was a benefit not just for athletes, but for the common student as well. If you want to call it a benefit, it wasn't a benefit. It, it was a class that didn't exist. It, it never met, and nobody had to do any work. It's academic fraud at its highest level. But North Carolina was very, very clever in the way it defended itself against allegations by the NCAA. Schools have got to get it in their heads that the NCAA is an organization for the betterment of college athletics, not to hold them accountable for a, a bunch of nefarious activity in which they should, not be, uh, they should not be complicit in the first place. So Louisville, they're going to kick this can down the road. We've seen this act before. They're going to kick the can down the road. They're going to delay proceedings as much as they can. It's very lawyerly. Right? This is what lawyers do. Lawyers grind and, and they try to wither their opponents. And in this case, Louisville trying to wither 
the NCAA into compliance with what it believes is right and just, or at least isn't going to get in the way of that basketball program being a moneymaker for the university and being a moneymaker for the, for the city of Louisville. Remember what Louisville is. Louisville is about the 50th largest city in the country in terms of market population, not just city, but that market, 50th. They have no professional franchise at all. The University of Louisville is it, and the basketball program is huge at Louisville. You're, you're one of three different kinds of people in Louisville. You're a UK fan, you're a UofL fan, you're an IU fan, and most of them in Louisville are UofL fans. That is a really important source of civic pride, and if what Louisville and what the NCAA is asserting that Louisville did is true, and the NCAA turns into hard asses about it, it is going to corrupt the ability of that city to function economically and spiritually because they have no professional sports franchise. Think of us in Indianapolis, right? We've got the Colts. We've got the Pacers. We've got uh, the 11. We've got the Fever. We've got uh, Indiana University Athletics, Butler Basketball. We've got Purdue Athletics. We got Notre Dame Athletics. We got a lot of sources of kind of distraction and economic drivers in this city that send us to sports bars and restaurants and to arenas and a lot of uh, a lot of levers that separate us from our cash. Louisville has Louisville football and Louisville basketball, and that is that. Also Churchill Downs, but Louisville basketball and football; those are the primary drivers of leisure time fun in that city down on the Ohio River, about an hour and a half south of here. If Louisville basketball goes belly up, that city is going to suffer dire economic consequences. Anyway, this is what's motivating Louisville to be very contentious and very adversarial in dealing with the NCAA. And that is why Louisville should no longer be a member of the NCAA because Louisville Athletics is a professional enterprise. College athletics at the Louisville level is a professional enterprise. You've got coaches making three, four, five million dollars a year. You have athletic directors making more than a million dollars a year. You have assistant coaches in football making more than a million dollars a year. And you've got head coaches in football making millions and millions. That is not an amateur, educationally based endeavor. It has no business being adjudicated by the NCAA. Louisville, if it had any stones at all, would say, we're out of here. We're done with the NCAA. Let's put together a Power 5 group of schools, the 65 Power 5 schools, and say, let's get the hell out of here and let's enact a rule book that makes sense for us and for you. You know what? DePaul University in Chicago, even though they're in the Big East, or take Butler, They should not be playing by the same rules as Louisville and Indiana and North Carolina and Kansas and Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State and on and on and on and on and on. There is no such thing at the Power Five level as amateurism. It doesn't exist. What you have is unpaid professional labor. That has got to change or this contentiousness between the NCAA and Louisville is going to continue and metastasize across all Power 5 schools. I guarantee you this, and I'm not speaking for Scott Dolson. I've never spoken to Scott Dolson. 
He's the athletic director, the new guy at the university or Indiana University. Dolson is never going to do what Greenspan did with Samson. And that is through its own compliance department, rat itself out to the NCAA in a way that takes a blowtorch to the basketball program. It just is not going to happen ever, 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 ever again. And frankly, it shouldn't. Uh, But there has got to be somebody, some force for good, that holds these schools to a standard of equanimity and fairness. And right now, that doesn't exist. And I think it's best exemplified by this dispute between Louisville and the NCAA. It's time for Louisville and schools like it to get the hell out of the NCAA, or it's time for the NCAA to say, you know what, we don't need you people anymore. We're going to run the clearinghouse. We're going to run the events as we see fit, and we're going to do it without the Power Five. I think that would be a balls-out move by Mark Emmert and those at the NCAA who answer to him to say, you know what, we're not going to wait for the Power Five to pull the plug on us. We're pulling the plug on their asses. So here you go, boys. I think that that would be a ballsy move. Uh, I doubt that they ever they ever do that because it would it would render their operation as it exists today completely irrelevant. So there you go. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Colts made some uh, roster moves today. They elevated Ibrahim Campbell. He is a safety, a former fourth round draft pick in 2015 of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that is an answer to Malik Hooker being put on IR. You also had uh, Paris Campbell go on IR as well. Uh, They didn't elevate, the Colts didn't, a wide receiver to the active roster. They also elevated Traymond Smith, who was a six-round draft pick of the Chiefs in 2018. He's a a cornerback. You also saw uh, the practice squad add Hale Henches, who we love, out out of Alabama. He's a tight end and another tight end, Ethan Wolfe. Those guys get signed to the practice squad. There you go. Uh, Hooker and Campbell go on IR. That, the Colts, man, busy every week figuring out what the hell are they going to do about all these injuries. That's two. Malik Hooker and Marlon Mack, two guys in contract years tearing their Achilles tendons a week apart, first two weeks of the season. Tragic for those guys. Not good news for the Indianapolis Colts either. The Colts, they have the Jets this weekend. At Lucas Oil Stadium, 7,500 fans are going to be allowed into Lucas Oil Stadium for that game. The Colts, they're going to kick the living hell out of the Jets. That defense is way too good right now to be bamboozled by whatever the Jets bring to bear. You got Sam Darnold as a quarterback. You have Methuselah at running back in Frank Gore coming back to Indianapolis. I love Frank Gore. Frank Gore, one of the best guys ever to talk to in a locker room, either recording an interview or just talking to him offline. I loved Frank Gore when he was here, and and what a good dude. Still racking up yards at the age of 37. Good for Frank. Anyway, the Colts, they, they're going to cover that 10 points, and uh, they're going to wind up 2-1 and one going into Chicago at Soldier Field against the Chicago Bears. That's going to be an interesting game, and I got to tell you, I feel really good about the Colts winning that one. They should win that game. I think the Colt, or the Bears are one of the worst 2-0 teams in the history of the National Football League. The, the teams that they beat week one and week two, the Lions and the Giants, you know what? Good luck finding two opponents as bad, as rancorous as those two are. So, Colts, 
I think in the first quadrant of the season, they wind up 3-1, and one, really should have been 4-0. and oh. Phillip Rivers, he's going to be okay. He isn't great. He's a game manager. He isn't going to win you games, but he can't lose you games. I don't care what his QBR is. It doesn't make any difference. Let's talk tomorrow morning, shall we? Make an appointment to talk or listen to me then on Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live straight up at 8 o'clock and then on Periscope and Twitter immediately thereafter. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. 317-849-2933. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.